Light a campfire and everyone's a storyteller. Join us for some thought-provoking and beyond fireside chats. Hello and welcome to Leave Our World a Better Place. My name is Kasha and my guest today is South African radio DJ and personality, Misizi James. Misizi came to know and beyond earlier this year when he arranged a surprise engagement for his then-girlfriend at Ngala Treehouse. He has since become involved with both and beyond's community and conservation projects and will be telling us about his experiences. Msizi, thank you so much for coming to chat to us and welcome onto the show. Only a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's fantastic and something that we've been looking forward to for a long time. Yeah, I'm so glad that it finally came together. We've been in communication for a while, but now the stars are aligning and we're about to get after it. So as you say, you've been chatting to and Beyond and you have been involved with and Beyond for quite a while. And you've gone on a little bit of a journey with and Beyond and Africa mm. Foundation, let's say over the past five mm. or six months. Exactly. Let me take you to the beginning of when I even heard about and Beyond. Yeah. I've been with my fiance now for about four or five years. She's actually my high school sweetheart. We got back together afterwards. And I wanted to propose and I started looking around and I know that I wanted to go to Turkey. Of course, the country shut down, the whole world shut down. And I started looking at places to get engaged here in South Africa. And I came across the treehouse in Ngala and I was like, wow, what a special and beautiful place. (laughs) Because the idea of getting engaged at game reserves is not unique. A lot of people do that and it's for obvious reasons. It's a beautiful place to get engaged. But I wanted that extra thing. And when I saw the treehouse, I was like, this is it. This is it. And made all the Mm -hmm. calls. I spoke to everyone from them. We finally made it happen. And it was incredible. When I say it was beyond my wildest imagination, it couldn't have been better. You know, you have an idea of how these things will go. But when you get there, and I think the Mm -hmm. first thing I noticed about and beyond when we arrived was just the culture and the nature of the people who work within and beyond establishments. The above and beyond, to use that pun, you know, that everything, nothing is too big of an ask, <laughs> nothing's too much. Everyone's yes. just always willing to help, full of chats, which I love when I'm on holiday, learning stories. And yeah, so that's how the journey first started. Fantastic. I saw somewhere, I think on your social media, that it was actually the first safari that you and Angela, your then girlfriend, had had been on together. How come? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, so we've been on separate safaris. I think exactly that. I think we we love traveling, so we travel all the time, but we've always taken advantage of just these uh, trips to Asia or trips to this country that was outside of South Africa. Just go and explore. But we had never together explored our own country. And I think maybe that was the silver lining in this whole cloud of the pandemic was almost being forced to explore your country and then finding these gems because, wow, because all I can say is, wow. I mean, we had both been to the Kruger before. We had been on safaris with family or whatever it was, but we had never been together. And I mean, since then now, we've been on like three or something like that. I'm so glad it was your first experience together at and Beyond. No, it's ridiculous. Now, you guys stayed at Ngala Tented Camp. So obviously, you know, you don't, you don't quite know what you're in for when you think, you know, Tented Camp. Was it what you thought you were going to get or was it a surprise? A complete surprise. I think I had an idea because once we had confirmed, I went on the website, the Beyond website, and I saw what it looked like. But I, I know it's cheesy to say, but pictures never do these type of places justice, you know? And I mean, when we got there, we were making a vlog series and we made this vlog that ended up being to date still our most successful vlog with, I think, across platforms, just over 1.2 million views. And I think that also has to do with just how breathtaking the whole place is. The tents themselves are not tents. 
But I try to explain to people, yes, okay, you're in Canvas, but this is not a, this is something, I mean, we've been glamping before. We've been to festivals where we were glamping. This is not that. You know, it was the most ridiculous thing. We were completely blown away. Yeah. Uh, it was way more than we thought we were going into. That's amazing. Obviously, you went there for a very special purpose and you went to propose and it was it was a surprise for Angela. And you've already mentioned a little bit about the team and the, the welcome and the hospitality at End Beyond. What did they do and how did they help you come up with the perfect proposal? Yeah, so I mean, even before leaving Joburg to fly to Angala, I'd been on the phone and they had called me back several times just to see what I really wanted that night to look like. And uh, then we started talking about... The treehouse, which is already so beautiful, but how do we make it even more special and unique to our, our special night? So then what we did was we put up fairy lights and there was the right drinks that we wanted and just a bit more decoration up there. That was before we even arrived. By the time we got there, you know, the, the people who work there, they're just, they're the most incredible people. From the moment we parked our car and then it disappears. That's another thing about Anbion. I don't know where you guys park our cars, if I'm being honest, because... <laughs> from the lodges, you can't see where your cars are. They just turn up the day you're leaving, which I thought was quite interesting. But from getting there and a meeting, uh, and I make this joke in our vlog, is that I've never had a butler. What? What's that? You know? So just feeling like proper royalty when we arrived. And I mean, Kibo, who's our butler <laughs> while we were there, just was so great. And the management there was just above and beyond. And I, I remember even while we were doing our game drives, they made it super special because they knew what we were there for. You know, they, they knew that I wanted this to be one of the most beautiful, most special weekends of our life. So even the game drives, the way that mm -hmm. they would set up the drinks during the game drive was a bit more romantic. Maybe I, I'm saying that and maybe that's just what they do for everyone. But I just remember thinking, wow, this is very special. Everything about yeah. it is very special. The day before the actual engagement, I remember sitting down with the manager just to make sure that everything was perfect and the right bottle of champagne was there, along with everything else, you know, um, that we were there just at sunset because I knew I wanted it at sunset from the treehouse. And so yeah. they made an extra arrangement for another safari vehicle to pick us up so we mm -hmm. could leave our game drive and be there exactly at sunset. So they just were so easy to work with you know there was mm -hmm. no complication and that's why i say that the proposal itself ended up turning out so perfect and beautiful because of their hand in it and that's amazing and tell me a little bit about the night at ngala treehouse you know what is it about it that makes it so different from a normal game lodge experience yeah i think the tented camp itself is so special firstly well, that alone is special i mean from nine in that thin canvas tent you can hear the sounds of nature but you take it up a notch when you're in the treehouse and the top floor, like we did after we got engaged, and we just lie there for a couple of hours listening to the to the jackal in the background. We heard some hyena in the far distance, some leopard, oh, wow. and all these sounds of Africa were just right mm -hmm. outside the crawl, you know? And I, I, uh -huh. I was so happy at that moment that there was a crawl to keep us away from those <laughs> animals making those sounds. But it was just so special. I can't imagine another place where I feel safe to be in the structure that's in the middle of the forest, but still within nature. The way it's built also is not an eyesore. It doesn't doesn't stick out in an unnatural mm -hmm. way. So it's built, of yes. course, with all a bunch of natural stuff. So it looks like you can't see it when you drive past it because it blends in so well within that forest that it's in. Most people know who've been on safari or just even just been to Africa, 
there are not many places with better skies than us, you know? Absolutely, so yes. stargazing after we got engaged and just drinking champagne and listening. We by then turned off the speaker because Anbion had provided a speaker for us because I needed to play a message to her while we were, while I was mm-hmm. proposing. But turned it off and just listened to the sounds of nature from the baboons, like I said, the hyenas, and then staring at the stars. It literally felt like somebody had dropped me right in the middle of Lion King. <laughs> it sounds absolutely amazing and I'm so glad that you're able to have that special mm. experience that you were looking for yeah man forever I will, we will both be forever grateful for and beyond going above and beyond there oh fabulous now tell me a little bit about the game viewing experience itself you know did that match up to what you were expecting and hoping for yes I think once again because we had been on game drives here's the difference between doing a, a safari and just going to Kruger when we had both been before on separate occasions, we had driven on those roads that Kruger has. You know, just drive, follow cars in a normal car, and you, you see an elephant from the distance, and you pull out your binoculars, or the lines are far away. If you're lucky, they're in the middle of the road. But that's rare that you would see all of those animals. But I think what was really special was just bundu bashing, for lack of a better word. Just being able to drive yes. in to within mm-hmm. the animals, you know, the the, the I don't think I've even my whole life been that close to a lion. Like lions were walking right mm-hmm. next to our game vehicle. I remember the one day we were one morning we had been on our way tracking these these cheetahs that we had seen a couple of times. And as we went through the riverbed there, Timbavati, as we pulled up on the other side of the riverbed, we had driven past and our spotter was like, No, 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 go back. There's a hyena. When I say the hyena was probably no further than a meter away from the game vehicle, and I mean I don't think I'd ever seen a hyena in real life before that. Oh, wow. And in seeing one and just their magnitude, they're such big, strong looking mm-hmm. animals right there. I'm not going to lie. I panicked a bit. My heart was, <laughs> my heart was proper beating, but it was just such a spectacular experience to just be so close to them along with all the other animals that we, we got to see. Listen, it was such a treat. And Gala, I remember us being fortunate enough to see mm-hmm. baby cubs that had just been born oh, wow. with the mom and the dad. So they were in the riverbed mm-hmm. itself. And I remember that the mom had been in and later on the dad walked up and they kind of sussed each other out. And then the whole family lay there for hours. The pub, the little cubs running around and playing as they do. And it looked like <laughs> something you see on Nat Geo Wild or from some animated movie, yeah. the way that these cubs were playing with each other. But it was just such a cool experience. We, we sat there. Even stuff that isn't the big five. We learned about the little five, you know, just birds mm-hmm. that I'd never heard of or even seen. You know, uh, we joke mm-hmm. now whenever we, we 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 go on any sort of game drive because the couple that we had been with in Angala were really into bird watching. So they taught us a lot along yes. with our guides, Freddie. I remember that when we went to our next one at Pinda, we kept pointing out random birds and pretending they were the same ones. That's a blue crested <laughs> lilac fly fly, you know? But it was just <laughs> such an incredible experience. Amazing. And did you see the famous white lions? Yes. How could I forget that? Um, <laughs> we saw white lion. How could I ever forget that? That was also something so rare and so beautiful to see. I'd never seen, I'd seen lion before, but never white lion. So uh, that was also such a special treat. And from the white lion, like I said, to the cubs, to cheetah, we saw the cheetah, yes. a, a big, big bunch of cheetahs. Is cheetah also a pride? How do we refer to cheetah? It's actually a coalition. <laughs> so it's usually the males that, that stick together and it's a coalition of males. Okay. 
Oh wow, yeah. So we saw coalition. Sounds like a political party that right there. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we saw a coalition of cheetah there, which was really, I think maybe five, four, five of them all together, and that was really cool to see. And we were right there. Oh, wow. That was also really cool to see. Amazing. So obviously, while you were in Gala, you kind of got to know and beyond a little bit and find out about the ethos and and what it's built on with care of the land, care of the wildlife, and care of the people. And somewhere in between all of the stuff that you had going on, getting ready for your proposal, having all these experiences, you found the time to meet with Lotus from Africa Foundation, which is NBeyond's community development partner. And obviously there was something that resonated particularly well with you about this. What was it that you identified so strongly with about Africa Foundation and about NBeyond? Absolutely, absolutely. While we were there, like you said, we got to meet up with Lotus. And I think the whole trip had been just like, wow, this this organization that is and beyond, firstly, is just so great. This is the, the 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 community and the, the 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 atmosphere that they 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 create while you're there is just beyond something we'd ever seen mm-hmm. before. But like you say, we had the opportunity to sit down with Lotus from Africa Foundation. And I think that's when I really fell in love with the brand. I mean, just saying, because there's a lot of fancy places. I mean, there's a lot of fancy game reserves. Uh, the rooms sell themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. are, We live in South Africa. Absolutely. Everyone's got a game reserve. But Africa Foundation stood mm-hmm. out because for a vast majority of my life, we've been involved in a bunch of different charities and initiatives to give back. In fact, the whole idea comes from my mom who... That's what she does full time. She runs an organization, a charitable organization. And so that's always just been something ingrained into me. So when I heard about what Mm -hmm. some of the projects that Africa Foundation was involved with in the 45 minutes to an hour that I sat with Lotus, I was just blown away. This is just what's going on. And what I really loved about it the most is the giving back to those communities where, like you say, and beyond as footprints, but then the empowerment, you know, it wasn't a matter of let's go let food parcels. There's an election coming up. Here's some food parcels or here's some money or yo, can we just build you a well? You know, we don't know what you want, but here's some mm-hmm. computers. It was literally the communities themselves helping themselves, you know, building yeah. things for themselves. This is for them. It's almost like upliftment by the community mm-hmm. for the community, which I love that aspect. And I like that it wasn't it wasn't a once off like here's mm-hmm. a couple thousand rand, cheers, never yes. see you again. It was a, a, a sustainable thing. You know, and you, you there was proper results that you could see from the little kids who come through creches and preschools that yeah. are built by yeah. and beyond an Africa Foundation to some of the, the uh, which we'll meet later on, the guys from Hustlepreneurs, you know, just it's just that's when we fell in love just hearing those stories. And that's when we knew, see, this is what we need to get involved with. You know, we could, and I I knew back then, I was like, listen, I'm a media personality, quote unquote. I, if I just wanted to be with and beyond, I could just post every time I go there and get a discount, you know. But I was like, that's not what I want to do. Not as much as I love and beyond. And of course, love, 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 love. In fact, got engaged there, going to get married there. But for me, it was always, how do we yeah. get involved with Africa Foundation and help that become or see its full potential. Absolutely. So it's that element of sustainability as well that really connected. Mm. And as you say, you know, your involvement didn't end with Ngala Mm. and you did spend some time at Pinda getting to know some of the projects. And you mentioned uh, the hustlepreneurs. I get the impression that you're a bit of an entrepreneur yourself. You know, you've always got a lot going on. Was that something that really resonated with you and that you connected to because of 
where you've come from and how you build your life yourself? Exactly. When I heard about this project, I really did resonate with me because I don't come from a well-off family. I don't come from money, but I've worked really hard to have what we have and just, I mean, build what we're trying to build. You know, I am an entrepreneur myself, a hustlepreneur at heart. You know, I've got businesses and we, we've got a company that we run together. So that's always been a thing about me, just trying to better myself and better my situation. And so when I was first told by Noni about these hustlepreneurs after meeting with Africa Foundation, I was like, yo, mm -hmm. this sounds like something I could get involved with. But of course, as you know, <laughs> Africa Foundation has so many different elements and aspects to it and different things that they do and initiatives that they do that me and Angela also, of course, are interested in different things. So we were like, how do we use our expertise and of course our interests to get involved? Mm -hmm. And for her... It was all about conservation. Of course, she's into animals and she's yes. really into conservation. So that made sense for her. She's also really into social media. That's part of her job. So she's like, okay, I can give back as far as helping them with social media strategy and whatever it is. And for me, my biggest, one of my biggest passions has always been young mm -hmm. people just trying to foster a positive culture within young people, but also then the hustlepreneur, the whole entrepreneurial attitude of things. Because I've, I've always believed in the cheesy saying of, give a man a fish, you know, feed him for a day, give him a fish, teach him how to fish, you know? So I've always believed in that. So when I heard about the hustle mm -hmm. that's when I was like, yo, Noni, we need to go meet these people. You know, I need to really. And so when we went to Pinda, I thought I was going to go there and share with them some yeah. of my life story. And this is who I am. And this is where I came from. And this is what I have. And it was the complete opposite. Just sitting there for the hour or bit that we were with them, I left inspired. In fact, in our vlog that we made about Africa Foundation, I, I we both said just how inspired we left feeling there by the work that not only Africa Foundation does, but these individuals within the communities outside Pinda are doing, mm -hmm. man. I mean, there's a lady who was telling a story about how she just had a car wash and through Africa Foundation and the Hustlepreneurs program, she was able to realize the importance of bookkeeping and how to grow a business. And the numbers are so important that now she has a fully fledged restaurant at the car wash, turning mm -hmm. over so much money. And I was like, ma'am, you need to come give me some tips, actually, because <laughs> that's some real cash that you're doing there. And I mean, I also what I really loved about these guys with the Hustlepreneurs is that it wasn't a showing off thing. You know, they were all so happy mm -hmm. for each other. From the guy who's making an extra 300 rand a week to the lady who's making 30,000 rand a month just from having grown her business, they were just as happy. You know, that 300 rand meant just as much as the much bigger amount, you know. And it's yes. just like the growth in all those people is what really inspired us too, you know. So that's why I love that whole program of Hustlepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Fantastic, yeah. You know, I think for me as well, what really sets it apart is the fact that, you know, you have so many programs and, and you know, they're all very valid and, and really fantastic that's, that sort of educate people and set them up to succeed. But those people, mm. but, but they're sort of aimed at, at getting people educated and getting them to move to towns where they get jobs and in the sort of formal sector. And I just find it's really refreshing to have a program that looks at the informal sector and at the communities and, and tries to see what can be done mm. and developed in those communities themselves. Yeah, I fully agree with you. I like the idea. I like the, the concept of not just 
taking people, removing them from their villages or towns or townships and sticking them in a city and incubating them there, why not bring the incubators straight to where they are? Because not mm. everyone wants to leave where they are. They want to better where they are. You know, lots of, lots of people just want to better their own situation and the situation of people around them. So if you can teach me to do that, I'm much more happier staying where I am and growing as a business, growing the people around me and helping those people than being ripped out of where I am and being taken and thrown into uh, a new environment that I must now figure out what to do with my life. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. That's a very good point. Mm. So you've mentioned that Angela's a, a bit more interested in the conservation side and, you know, you're working more on the, on the communities and upbuilding communities, but I think the great thing about and beyond and, and Africa foundation is that is the way that they bring the two together. And I know one of the mm. things that you got to do while you were at Pinda was to see the Echo Project in action and to take part in a conservation lesson. And you got to go on a game drive with the children from their local communities, some of who had actually never been in the game reserve before or had never seen big wildlife before. What was that experience like? That was so heartwarming, man. I think um, a lot of these kids often live around these big fancy game reserves that they never get to see or never get to experience the animals that are right out the other side of their their own homes. So watching some of these kids for the first time, being in a game, and I know that this is an ongoing thing that Africa Foundation does on a daily basis, weekly basis, where they take kids from the local community and drive them, give them these lessons and give them these game drives. So being there to experience that was so cool. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. just watching... Benson's passion too. I think another thing to describe the guys who are involved with Africa Foundation is definitely passionate. You know, you can tell the passion that they have for what they're doing. It's not just a, oh, well, I've got to get to work now. They're so, so deeply passionate about bettering these communities and helping people help themselves. So watching these kids answer the questions that Benson was posing to them and then tripping them up, you know, trying to catch them out to make sure they were listening. And then the excitement as they saw a giraffe for the first time or when Benson was explaining that this, this print that you see is from... A single elephant, but that's how big an elephant's foot is. And just Mm. the amazement and the bewilderment (laughs) of some of these kids was just so great to see, man. That was also definitely one of our highlights of being there. Great. Yeah. A really special experience. Mm. Also in terms of conservation. So you got to meet with the reserves habitat team and got to go along on a pangolin interaction with them where they actually checked the tags or redid the tags on the pangolin and weighed it. How much did you know about pangolins and, you know, what they are and the kind of threats that they face before you yeah. you went on that? So, yeah, I mean, talk about a once-in-a-lifetime experience. <laughs> that pangolin experience yeah. is the most ridiculous thing. And I think of that vlog that we had made about being at Pinda, that's the biggest question we get. What is that animal? What is the thing that they're holding? I guess, like you say, I, I mean, most people have never seen a pangolin for obvious reasons. The most I knew about pangolins before ever going to Pinda was what I'd seen on Cop Launch about how they're being poached and why they're being poached. Mm-hmm. And it was just such, such a sad state of affairs. Yes. But it was also so inspiring to see the work that and beyond is doing as far as that's concerned um, with the pangolins. Being part of that once-in-a-lifetime experience of tracking and then tagging and checking the tag of a pangolin will definitely stay with us for life. I think that was one of those, we can go on another game drive and see the, the big five again, but just that's a story you tell to your kids for the rest of your life, you know, and it was such a cute creature, but at the same time, strange looking, the strangest thing. And it's just so, it's the strangest looking thing, but it's also like so sad 
to know what these things go through. But at the same time, hearing the stories of some of the big rescue efforts that are being made around the country, around the world, in fact, is really, really inspiring. So I hope that with videos like we made, or the, the, the work that Ambion does as far as pangolins are concerned, with that work that is being done there, we shed a light on, on the importance of protecting these really, really beautiful creatures. Well, it's absolutely worth getting the news out there. It reminded me of a story mm. that I heard from one of the guys at Pinder when they brought the pangolins back <laughs> into the reserve and they started asking some of the trackers and some of the local guides and yeah. the community members, you know, what is the word for pangolin in Zulu? And it had been such a long time since anybody there had seen a pangolin that nobody knew. And they really had to go back and sort of talk to their grandparents and sort of trace it through the communities to try and figure out what the Zulu word for pangolin mm. was. That, yeah, I can only imagine. I think if I showed the, the video of the pangolin that we saw to my mom, I don't think she'd know what that is, like the name, you know. <laughs> Just call it yeah. Ipangolin, you know, because <laughs> I've never, never in my whole life. So, yeah, I, I don't blame, although I'm not surprised. <laughs> well, hopefully they'll start being so much more popular now. Exactly. I hope one day we get to the point where they're an everyday thing, <laughs> where you see as many pangolin as you see elephant in a game reserve, mm. you know. It's not a... You've got to go track them to find them or they've, yeah, they've got to be that protected. It would be amazing. Another story that I heard you speak about, one of the two lodges that you stayed at at Pinder was Pinder Forest Lodge. On your social media, you mentioned a story that you heard about from when the lodge was being built. And that is one of my absolute favorite stories. Mm. Do you know the one that I'm talking about? Absolutely. I mean, that was one of the most mind-blowing stories. I remember when we got amazing. To, yeah, when we got to Pinder, we were given the book, like the Pinder book, mm-hmm. and we were going through it. And I was like, "Who's this man that's building this place?" And then we were told a story, and I was like, "What? What? What a crazy story!" And what like a a cool one eighty for those people who don't know it is. Uh, I, I mean, stop me if I'm telling it wrong. There was a guy who was in Pinder, and he was poaching. Yeah. When I say poaching, he wasn't out there killing elephants or anything. He yeah. was poaching the buck and for the food. wildlife in there yeah. for food reasons. Mm-hmm. Of course, this man was doing it to feed his family and just to have food. Mm-hmm. And so the guys at Pinder, instead of sending him away or putting him in jail or bringing some big case against him, they decided to help him out and use this other set of skills, which was, of course, building. So he, this man who was had been caught poaching some of the wildlife in Pinder, was then given the opportunity to build the bricks that ended up building Forest Lodge, which is one of the most beautiful lodges as far as landscape is concerned, too, which to me was such a cool redemption arc, the, the arc of that man's journey with Pinda mm. and, and beyond in general was just such an interesting one that I really loved. Yeah, absolutely. It's really such a, for me, it's such a hopeful story and such a beautiful mm. turnaround. Yeah, I love that a lot. <laughs> so, you know, as we've already mentioned, you are constantly busy with any number of projects and initiatives. What's next for you? And are we going to be finding you back on safari anytime soon? Yeah, like you say, very busy all the time. I mean, this, of course, in light and lieu of all the devastation that's happened in, um, in especially my home province mm-hmm. of KwaZulu-Natal in the last couple of weeks, we've yes. been there this past weekend do, doing food drives. So collecting food from people in Joburg and then driving it down in a utility van and mm-hmm. handing it out to communities down there. Mm-hmm. Because I, I've, like I've said to a bunch of people, this didn't happen close to home. It happened at home. You know, like it really happened to our home. So whatever we can do. So busy with that. 
and of course a lot of business stuff. And now since we've been engaged, we're planning we're in the planning stages of the wedding. In fact, just yesterday we were on the phone with and beyond to finalize some stuff for the wedding, which is going to be at Pinda. We fell in love with Pinda. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Pinda was just and I think to compare them, there is no comparison, but I think Pinda was just such a special place. And I somebody had said that to me before I arrived. I think it was Noni. Noni was like Listen, mm. Pinda is just special because I, I like to ask people, which one's better? Which one do you think is better? But <laughs> uh, the answer that I kept getting was, there's no better. Of course, there's a difference yes. in price of those two things. But <laughs> there's just a feeling that you get when you walk into Pinda where you're like, sure. And it's aptly named. For those who don't know, Pinda, of course, stands for come again or repeat, you know, repeat it or return, the return, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And uh, there's a reason why mm-hmm. people also return. I know it was named about the return of the animals to that place, but I think humans also pinned her there because <laughs> it's just such a special place. So, yeah, we were, we've been finalizing with Melanie, who's our and beyond travel agent, who's going to help us plan the whole wedding. We have a nice mm-hmm. little intimate wedding there with about 30 of our closest friends and family. And so that is something that we've in the works mm-hmm. right now. And then the plan, God willing, is that we will have our um, honeymoon uh, at Mnemba Island. We literally just returned now from Zanzibar last week, two weeks ago. And while we were there, people kept mm-hmm. pointing out, there, far in the yes. distance, that's Mnemba Island. And then um, our tour guide was like, do you want to go for a snorkeling <laughs> trip there? And we're like, no, we don't want to ruin it. Don't ruin it for us. So we stayed on the main part of Zanzibar. <laughs> and yeah, the plan is to return to their Tanzania to head out to Mnemba. But yeah, so a lot in the woodworks at the moment, Personally, from work side, myself and Angela also have a coffee company that we are working hard on growing and building. So this is a lot in the works, but super excited, super excited for the future. And of course, a lot in the works with Africa Foundation too. That's still an ongoing thing. In fact, we I was just chatting to Noni yesterday. We're going to get them involved on yes. my radio show. We have something called Hustle Hard Fridays, where we talk about yeah, hustlers from around the country who are just just doing mm-hmm. some great stuff. And I think the Hustlepreneurs can definitely fit into that. Yeah, so whatever we can do. But yeah, just it, it looks like a, a great 2021, what's mm-hmm. left of 2021 and, and beyond. That, that's really, really great news. And, you know, fantastic that you're managing to turn this really tough year around. So. Yeah. yeah, I think we've been, especially considering the year that we've had or the last year and a half that we've had, we've been... Mm. quite blessed in the sense that we've been able to start new things and pivot. You know, I mean, I started a restaurant Mm -hmm. mid-lockdown and now I've got four of them, you know. So it's just the way we've been able to pivot and find opportunities Mm -hmm. there that really have presented themselves and jumped on them is uh, something that's been really interesting and great to see. And I know that not everyone is in that position. I, I really commend people who were able to make it past this last year and still find new opportunities for themselves, man. And I guess... Yeah, when life throws things at you, when life gives you lemons, as they say, mm-hmm. say, no, I don't want the lemons, I prefer oranges, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lovely way to look at it. And I'm so excited that you're going to be having your wedding at Pinda. I think it's going to yeah. be truly, truly memorable. And yeah, and I'm, no, I'm absolutely convinced that we'll be seeing you around the, the end beyond. Absolutely, circuit. absolutely. I mean, we always, listen, if you know something I don't, tell them I'm ready to, I'm ready to pack my bags today and go back to one of the, no, I mean, absolutely. We love <laughs> and beyond. I think now when we talk about traveling, we always talk about 
one of the and beyond properties. In mm. fact, when we were looking at properties to stay in, even now when we went to Zanzibar, first thing we did was like, does and beyond have one? And of course, mm-hmm. the one that's in Zanzibar is the one we're going on honeymoon. So <laughs> we don't want to ruin that experience. But yeah, I mean, Disney yes. love being involved and being friends of the brand and a part of the, the, the Africa Foundation team. Just love that whole aspect of it. But yeah, I'm so chuffed to be part of and beyond. And yeah, definitely be around at one of your properties soon. Fabulous. We can't wait. Sisi, thank you so much. It's been an absolute, absolute pleasure talking to you. And I really, really appreciate you giving us the time. No, man. Thank you guys so much for everything that you do. I mean, the work that And Beyond does, the the beautiful properties and just, uh, once again, the, the the atmosphere that's created by your staff there. Thank you to that. Thank you to Africa Foundation. And thank you so much to you for chatting to me. <laughs> My pleasure. Thanks again. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Leave Our World a Better Place. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure that you never miss an episode. If you'd like to find out more about and beyond, please log on to our website at andbeyond.com.